The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, pre-teen Swedish boy. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Burke's best bets, Danny Burke with us. Uh, VEASAN Sports Network. Find him on Twitter at Danny Burke 5, the Danny Burke Podcast. And weekend coverage, of course, with VEASAN. Danny, uh, a lot of NFL going on and uh, playoff football next weekend, play-in football this weekend. How you doing? I'm doing good, gentlemen. Yeah, it's that uh, bittersweet time of the year. You know, you're excited for the postseason, but you're a little sad because a uh, full slate of NFL games coming down to an end, which for some people might be good in terms of how much you're betting and uh, just needing a break. But, no, nah, man, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's a unique week. It's one that you really got to do your due diligence on for research and almost got to play the part of a uh, psychiatrist sometimes mm-hmm. trying to get to the mind of these teams, coaches, players, and what the incentive is for a lot of them. Well, Jacksonville's stormed out of nowhere. They've been consistent. Trevor Lawrence really coming into his own and uh, a chance for Jayville to uh, to keep on playing. They are minus six and a half right now. Tennessee's a, a, a bit of a shell of themselves. Yeah, look, I get that Vrabel arguably, and again, I'm not saying I necessarily am on this side, but he's arguably the better coach in this situation against Doug Peterson. What's it come down to, though? I'd say it comes down to momentum and quarterback play, and obviously Joshua Dobbs versus Trevor Lawrence. I think we all know who gets to not. And, yeah, Vrabel can put together a good game plan against a familiar team, but at the end of the day, like Jacksonville against the run has been a strong unit. They're allowing, I think, top five in terms of fewest yards per carry in terms of the entire season, and the last three games, that number – has shrunk to under four yards per carry. So cool. You have one main focus offensively. You can contain that and limit it as much as possible if you're Jacksonville. Force Joshua Dobbs in the biggest game of his life to make the big plays in a do-or-die game. I'm going to take my chances with the Jaguars. However, considering it is a division game and, you know, Vrabel still can coach a hell of a team when there's not that much to work with, I just teased down Jacksonville to a pick So I took him from six to a pick. Obviously, at six in the hook, I'd still take them down because it's them winning the game just minus the half. So I think that personally, from my standpoint, is the best route to take instead of sweating out Jacksonville to win by a touchdown against a familiar division opponent. Danny Burke is with us here. It's Burke's Best Bets on Hale Varsity Radio. And Danny, a quick one to follow up on that game is Christian Kirk. Player incentive on the line. He's got two of them, actually. He needs two catches for a $500,000 bonus. And he needs 91 yards for a $500,000 bonus. His over is set, I believe, at somewhere around 50-something yards. Is that something you look the over on? Or, or considering there's a lot on the line in this game, do you say, you know what, I'm going to stay away from that because the Jaguars aren't going to be trying to feed him? Yeah, I, you know, you're just kind of looking at these incentives, and obviously this is something that's baked into the number a lot of times by these sports books. If you know it, they know it, too. 
and a lot of people are just going to quickly jump to automatically automatically play the over. And, and look, while he may be get, getting targeted more because of that, like you said, Elijah, I mean, this game is different. This is virtually a playoff game for these teams. So the game plan isn't going to circle around getting some guys or extra catches. I know Zay Jones has some incentives as well as Christian Kirk. So, yeah, while you'd maybe want to think that they'd be targeted more because of that, realistically, their goal here is to win the game and advance into the postseason. So those guys in particular and in other games where they're still on the line for seeding for playoffs, I'm not too enticed to look at their player props for their incentives because, again, the biggest incentive is winning the game and doing it at whatever cost, even if it's not getting that person the ball. So uh, it's a good angle to look at for certain spots, just not in this particular one. Danny, let's go to the Sunday night matchup, Lions at Green Bay. Uh, Packers minus four and a half at home. Detroit has been fascinating with just what they've done offensively. They've put up a lot of points so many weeks. Green Bay, though, feeling all right. They're still alive. I know this hinges on Seattle. But do you have a a thought with uh, this Green Bay uh, Lions showdown? Yeah, so this one comes down to what happens with Seattle and the Rams because if the Seahawks win, then the Lions are eliminated from postseason contention. And with the assumption that they do win, well, where is this line going to move knowing that the Lions can't make the postseason? So it's at about four in the hook right now. I was talking to some guys out in Vegas, and they would say maybe at the most it would reach six in the hook. I think that's probably where it will go. But, again, they may know a little bit more than I do. Um, And you may think to steer away from – the Lions at that point, but let's be honest, Dan Campbell is a very passionate guy, a dude that's going to have his players motivated regardless, because if that comes to fruition, no, the Lions don't have a chance to make the postseason, but they have a chance to be spoilers and cap their heroic comeback season off in a great way and keep that momentum going into next year. So I would be tempted to actually take the points with Detroit at that, at that point if it reaches it. But right now, there's nothing worth playing. Now, the other side to the coin is, well, you can tease down Green Bay because it's a must-win, and it's an indoor team, Jared Goff, in a cold-weather situation at night on primetime. I get all that. I think that's a viable play, too. We just won't know until we see the outcome of Seattle. So that's going to be a wait-and-see approach in that game. But, yeah, Green Bay probably gets the job done. And then comes the narrative of, oh, Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. You know, here they are sneaking in. (laughs) Maybe it's better for them that they didn't have that great of a season. Not as much pressure on their shoulders, but there's still a lot of flaws with this team, even though they are looking a lot better these last few weeks. So I wouldn't go too crazy, but, hey, at the same time, the benefit from them is you get an open NFC. So who knows? Anything truly can happen throughout that conference. It's Burke's Best Bets here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Danny, going to a game that's earlier in the day, the Giants and the Eagles. This is a line that surprised me. The Eagles are favored by 14 points. Can you tell me what's going on there with that line? Well, so the Giants have nothing to play for here. I mean, they're already locked up into the sixth seed, I believe. So there's no incentive for any of their starters to play in this game. They just want to stay healthy, and they just want to get into the postseason and be prepared for that. As for the Eagles, they need to win this game to still wrap up the division against the Cowboys, to still wrap up the number one seed. Not sure who's going to be starting between Hurts and Menchu, but again, it, it, it's not going to matter against this Giants team that doesn't give a crap at this spot. But in terms of the spread, that doesn't mean that you automatically lay it with the Eagles because, look, I mean, some of these guys are still vying for playing opportunities, for contracts, for pride, whatever you want to call it. And four teams a lot, especially if it's not Hurts in the mix. And once they realize they have a comfortable lead, maybe they take some of their guys out. The backdoor cover at such an enormous spread is out there for the taking. 
So I, I wouldn't touch anything in this game. If you want to look at a spot like, say, this game, like, say, the Bucks who are playing their starters, um, say the San Francisco 49ers, where there are bigger spreads. I know the Bucks don't qualify, but in the situation of these guys playing their starters and then wanting to rest them, look at some first-half angles. That may be your approach to take with the Eagles if you want to do that instead of laying the full game at 14. Look at something in the first half where they definitely want to play hard and establish a big lead, and then in the second half they may take their foot off the pedal. Danny, last thought here, about 30 seconds. Let's go to a, a noon game on Sunday, the Jets and the Dolphins, where the Dolphins are a two-point favorite. What do you like here? <laughs> I like absolutely nothing here, Elijah. <laughs> I don't know what to make of the quarterback situation, the total. I mean, the Dolphins need to win to get in, but the Dolphins are in a nightmare scenario with their quarterback. So I, I'll tell you another thing, then, because I don't want to end on that necessarily. I told you about the teaser with Jacksonville. I did tease down the Vikings, too. The Bears are giving up. They need to try to get a top draft pick. Peterson's in the mix. The Vikings needed to get a better seed than the 49ers, potentially, and they got to get that stink off of that embarrassing loss against the Packers last week. So look to tease down the Vikings. If you don't like the Jacksonville tease, seriously consider Minnesota because it would be ridiculous for them not to be able to win that game against the Bears by three or more. Danny Burke with Vison Sports Network at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. Danny, we'll talk next week. Thanks for the time. Absolutely, fellas. Always appreciate it.